Welcome to the Fed Heads, a weekly podcast from Grant Thornton Public Sector. Join the Fed Heads, Robert Shea and Francis Rose, each week to talk about the arcana of government management and the people who are working hard every day to improve it. Welcome to episode 10 of Fed Heads. I'm Francis Rose. Oh, I'm Robert Shea. I'm sorry. I was <laughs> I was gazing out the window. At Distracted. This beautiful view. Yeah, and I, I see you the, now. The I'm program with you now. has now begun. Okay. I'm with you. I'm That's with wonderful. you. Wonderful. Thank you very much for joining me, even though it took you a second. I'm really glad to be here. No, I can tell. We, we've hit. This is ten episodes. It's hard wow, to believe. That's great. Yeah, that's great. That's listeners. Is anybody listening? Hello, oh, anybody uh, out there? You know, I no. People came up to me at the Fed 100 thing a couple of weeks back and said, "I have not only do I see you on Government Matters." But I listened to the Fed Heads podcast. Oh, two, really? Two people. That's great. That's uh, two out of, I think there were 2,000 people there that night. Wow. That's So that's we've captured one-tenth of one percent awesome. of, the, of awesome. the market space. Um, you're very excited still about the release of the President's Management Agenda. I, I do. I mean, you've been geeking I out do. about this yep. for weeks. You know, and uh, it, it's um, a framework with which we can drive improvement in the management of the federal government and measure our progress. One of the key pillars, along with data and workforce, is IT modernization, and that's the subject today. Dominic Sale, the General Services Administration, is here. What is your title now? You've been promoted again <laughs> since the last time I saw you. I haven't seen you for a while. Wait, but since, the, since this podcast started? No, no, since the last time <laughs> oh, I saw him. Got it, got it. It's been a little while, but... It's great to see you. Thank you. It's great to be here. Uh, so promotion, I wouldn't, it w- I wouldn't frame it as a promotion. I, I've made a move within GSA. So for the past four years, I'd been with the Office of Government-Wide Policy, uh, working very closely with the CIO Council and OFCIO and OMB, uh, working kind of on a broader government-wide focused programs. I recently made a move to the Federal Acquisition Services, uh, Technology Transformation Services, so um, there I am basically the, the chief of operations within TTS. I think it's a promotion. I'll call it's it that promotion. if you don't want to call it that. <laughs> and, and congratulations. Um, and you're really right in the heart of the IT modernization effort that's getting underway in government. Um, the Agriculture Department was the first one to go with this, uh, to collaborate with the Centers of Excellence, and there are others soon to follow. Tell me what that means exactly and what the role of the Centers of Excellence are in executing the President's Management Agenda. Well, first of all, it it is a great time to be a federal IT nerd. Uh, Jason Miller and I have kind of this little Twitter thing going on where he quoted me from something I said before. But there is seriously a lot going on. It it is a great time to be here. Uh, We are, I am, GSA is in the, the center of the action. Centers of Excellence is one of several things, several ways GSA is actively engaged in and leading in IT modernization in the government. So I'm really proud and and happy and and fortunate to be part of it. Um, So the Centers of Excellence specifically are uh, an outgrowth of a cooperation, ongoing discussion since the beginning of the administration between GSA and the Offices of American Innovation uh, and in the White House. And the idea was to create a kind of a vertical um, uh, center or, or virtual office uh, looking at um, tackling specific topics, specific areas to focus on in IT government-wide. So 
uh, we've got um, five centers of excellence we've stood up in cooperation with and actually sharing resources with the USDA. Um, the USDA is, is a, a, a partner here, uh, but the, organizationally they're stood up within TTS, within GSA. Um, the five we're looking at are around cloud adoption, IT infrastructure optimization, uh, customer experience, which I'm really excited about because I think this is a new, really important area and highlighted in the management agenda, um, service delivery analytics, and contact center. So these, this doesn't mean this is the be-all and end-all. Nothing is set in stone at this point, and I think we're going to be agile in the way we think of these and evolve these. Um, we have folks on detail from USDA to GSA and recently let five contracts, some big news from, I believe that was last week, um, for each of the centers of excellence as phase one to kind of get these things stood up and think through um, how they're formed, how they integrate into the broader FAS and TTS fabric, um, how do we leverage and share resources between our organizations, and then how do they go to market? You know, we, we know we're starting our, our Lighthouse customers, USDA, um, but we're hoping that, you know, things go well at USDA. Let's move on to the next agency and take that army and march into the next um, battlefield. Basically. It's interesting you start with the Department of Agriculture. Um, uh, the, the secretary, Secretary Purdue, former governor, very focused on customer service, very focused on improving the delivery of services to farmers and producers. Uh, a real willing partner in the ref reform, gets the intent of the reform. Where do you see that going from here? Just spanning out at USDA? When can we see it sort of evolve to other agencies taking on that same reform spirit? So um, great question. I think it's great that uh, Senator Purdue is taking the lead. I think our operating assumption is Let's prove this out. There are a lot of skeptics, a lot of people who don't want to be first out of the gate. We've got a first out of the gate. The early mover is out. So uh, as with any kind of adoption curve, I think you'll see more folks as we prove the model out, as we can show that this thing actually works, that there's commitment behind it, that USDA is happy, that things are working as planned. Uh, you know, there are a lot of uh, leaders and agencies out there who want to do this, but you know, there's, there's a lot of risk involved, in, especially in being the first out of the gate. So our assumption is we do a good job. There's going to be customers lining up outside the door. What are the risk measures that you're using, and what are you doing to try to mitigate that risk so that the second person, second organization that comes along says, oh, I can feel more comfortable about this because I've seen that that risk has been mitigated? So I can't speak to any specific measures, but I can tell you that um, we've got a budget. Uh, we're working within and that uh, we are going to be carefully looking at performance all across the board. In fact, you know, one of these centers of excellence is about service delivery analytics. It is about uh, baked into the kind of philosophy is let's make sure we're from the get go out of the gate thinking about what it is we're trying to accomplish and put into place mechanisms to measure that. I think that's a thing historically we have not done well as a government and something that I think is exciting and new that we bring to this process. Francis, you mentioned that the IT was a pillar mm -hmm. of the presence management. It actually undergirds all of the initiatives of the agenda. Um, what's going to be different? How are we going to ensure our IT acquisition, our IT workforce, the delivery of IT capabilities is better, more reliable than it has been in the past? Well, 
So some of it's within our control, some of it's without or outside of our control. I think as with any initiative, leadership and sustained, consistent leadership is going to be important. I am personally excited as a civil servant who's seen this game a couple times before, as I think you have too, Robert, um, that uh, I, I, I feel like um, you know part of this, uh, the energy right now is that there seems to be a great alignment, great cooperation across the board, clear vision, clear leadership. We've got kind of all the pieces in place. We've got the PMA relatively early in the administration. IT modernization plan, we're out. We're acting on that, implementing that. Everyone's got their marching orders, and I see very little kind of dissonance in the system. Now, I, I, obviously, there's, the federal government's a huge place, and I'm kind of at the, at the center of what's going on here, so um, I don't want to sound flippant about saying, you know, everyone knows what's going on, because I think that part of our job is to make sure we're always driving the message consistently, repeat, repeat, repeat. But from a leadership perspective, um, assuming we can kind of keep the leadership in place and keep moving along, that's where I see the, the great um, potential here. Is this the kind of thing where uh, wins at agriculture will inspire others to say, okay, I need to get in on this, where it will almost be a snowball effect, do you think, Dominic? I think so. You know, I, I, don't, I wouldn't call it, I don't know if it's a peer pressure thing. I think we had the old scorecard back in the Bush administration where the peers kind of jockeying, kind of comparing themselves to each other. I, I know think whose that, fault that was. Yeah, but I think, that, you know, work. that's something that's been a missing ingredient for a while, and I think it's a good thing. I think that peer pressure really helps drive behaviors that we're looking for. At the end of the day, what we're trying to do is impact behavior. You can write all the great policies you want, engineer solutions, but if you can't get agencies to kind of get with the program and mm -hmm. act and see themselves in it, what, figure out what's in it for them, get them to act accordingly, that's the art of this. Um, and that's where I think, you know, the approach of the Centers of Excellence really aggregating and, and committing a set of resources and not just one or two people, but a team, multidisciplinary team to attack a certain problem, I think is an approach that hasn't been tried for a while. So I, I wonder if to that end it might not be more important, at least for the, maybe the first six months or a year of this effort, to get as many agencies involved as possible, to get as much um, as many people, as much resources as possible into the pipeline, more so important than for you and the, your colleagues that you're working with at agriculture to get X far into the effort that they're making. Yeah, I think we miss on we miss out on an opportunity if we're not already looking in parallel at who is next mm -hmm. and trying to line those things up. I think um, a great opportunity and and where you know part of my job is to look at what we're doing in 18F and in OPP within TTS these other organizations that um, can not only provide the resources to bring to bear, but also identify those opportunities. We're out in the field, we're looking, we're doing modernization already. Modernization is not new. It's the scale we're talking about that I think is really new here. Trying to take on an agency at a time versus program by program, which we, I think we've been doing really successfully with 18F. Um, it's, it's, it's making sure that we're all talking to each other and constantly looking for that next opportunity. We Government spends upwards of $100 billion annually on IT, uh, but modernization, true modernization, often eludes federal agencies. Um, but there's more flexibility today than in the past in how agencies can spend that money. There's an IT modernization fund. How much of a difference is that really going to make in 
agency's ability to move money away from just maintaining the old IT they've got and buying true innovative solutions to uh, their big IT challenges? I think it would be a mistake to frame TMF as the solution. It is one in a, in a, in a cadre of possible solutions in a, in a, in a, um, a set of kind of conditions that are in place right now that will help modernization along. Um, I think what often gets kind of uh, lost in the shadows of TMF from the MGT Act is the actual working capital funds. So we're looking now, agencies that don't have working capital funds now have the extra kind of incentive and ability to set these funds up. So um, TMF is a good central fund for a certain smaller set of items. It's not a huge amount of money in, in the, the grand scheme of things, but it sets it creates a statement. It's also a fund that's reimbursable, so it will hopefully grow over time as we make successful investments. But these working capital funds and agencies are going to give these agencies flexibility out of the gate. I think other areas of flexibility are the technologies that are available today. So we've got cloud technology. We've got all the emerging technologies uh, like uh, uh, blockchain and artificial intelligence and robotic process automation that are going to kind of free up some of that um, that brain share, mind share, work share in the agencies and also create that extra flexibility. So there's a lot of things in the environment that are creating extra flexibility beyond just the TMF. But the TMF, we're very excited about and um, looking forward to putting that to work as soon as possible. Dominic Sale of GSA is on FedHeads uh, this week. And you talked earlier in the conversation about how excited you are about the customer service focus and the center of excellence that stood up around that. Why is that so important to you, Dominic? I love this because I think the, the fundamental problem we have, and I think that's something that, that the PMA really highlights, is the, the loss of confidence in the American people and the U.S. government. We're at an all-time low. It's been dropping for a long time. And ultimately, when you're in an environment where you don't have the profit motive, you're looking for that, what is that big driver of whether you're doing a good job or not? And I think citizen experience with citizen impressions of government are extremely important. Even in business, it's an important factor. Businesses make decisions that negatively impact their bottom line just for the sake of keeping public relations up. So I think it should be maybe not the primary driver, but a much bigger driver than it has in the past for the government and how we perform and what we uh, what we work toward, our, our guiding light, our North Star. So I love the the work that's being done in that area. Um, I know Martha Doris used to be at GSA. Uh, she's kind of infected me with this. Like, <laughs> even when, when she was at GSA, she kind of, she's been pushing this for a long time um, as like, this is something the government really needs to get better at. And there's a great discipline out there that we're not taking advantage of. So just seeing the uptake and the discussion of CX, and it's not just CX, it's also the, the way we do technology, um, user-centered design and accessibility, all the things that make, make government more accessible to everyone. That's what gets me excited. And that's what's going to help turn around the public, I think, and how they view the government. I love the way you put that. And I love the hook of trusting government. We're all uh, customers of the federal government. We all interact with it in numbers numbers of ways, and we get frustrated when the service we get from the government doesn't match the service we get in many other facets of our lives. Yep. So if we can focus on the customer experience, how they're getting the services they need, um, I do think we can turn this around if it remains a focus. 
absolutely. Final thought, Dominic. Um, what, when you look back on this effort two years from now or five years from now, how would you decide personally, not GSA uh, metrics or any of that, how would you decide personally that this worked or didn't work the way that you hoped that it would? Um, the best way to do it is look at this chart in the PMA. Hold trust, it up to the microphone. Trusting, <laughs> trusting government chart. Can you hear it? <laughs> uh, there's a chart on page one, right under the opportunity. I don't know if it's page one, but right there under the Constitution, trust in federal government remains near historic low. Yeah. If that starts turning upward, I think we're, doing, we're heading in the right direction. Dominic Sale of GSA, it's great to have you with us. Nice great to see to you here. my Thank friend. You. Robert Shea, thanks as always for being with me on the Fed Heads. Thanks to both of you. Really enjoyed it. Uh, we'll uh, measure your progress on uh, uh, trusting government. We're, right. we're counting on you. Thanks Thank for you. listening. Thanks for listening to the Fed Heads, brought to you by Grant Thornton Public Sector. All of the resources talked about during the episode are available in the episode description. We'd love to hear from you. Connect with us on Twitter at GT Public Sector to join the conversation. And don't forget to leave us a comment or review on iTunes or the Google Play Store.